0: Hello, hello, great to have you all here. We're going to do some quick housekeeping things because I want to make sure that our stream size is working. You know what? This is crazy. This is a rare thing. I come on and then I go off, but um, I think in this particular moment, I just want to make sure that we are in every place we can be. No, I'm going to stay with you. (laughs) Sorry, didn't mean to scare you or my team. Anyway, good to have you all here. I am Trish Regan. This is the Trish Regan Show, and we get some interesting things going on over at Fox, at Harvard University, and at the White House. We're going to talk about all of it. Great to have you here, everyone. If you haven't subscribed, do me that favor. Make sure you hit subscribe. We are brought to you, as always, in part by LegacyPMInvestments.com, Legacy Precious Metals. If you're interested in investing in gold or silver, you should go check them out, one 589 560 That's their phone number. You know how worried I am about inflation. Yes, the yield on the 10-year bond is coming down, but I don't know how the Fed is actually going to get away with not hiking rates again. I mean, they don't want to have to do it before an election. So if you get a hot economy and you continue to see signs of inflation, well, I don't think you're going to have a choice, Mr. Powell. Anyway, so uh, one reason to consider diversification in a moment like this wonderful folks over there. 1-866-589-0560. All right. So we get to the news of the day. We've got to talk about Fox because this is a huge, huge setback for the network. I'm, I'm not really sure what their legal thinking was on this one. It has to deal with Smartmatic, but th- this this network just can't seem to get out of its own way. And I feel for them. I still have a lot of friends there. I did work there for somewhat five years. Um, well, I feel for them a little, <laughs> not that much. All right. Well, well, we'll get into that. But before we do, we get some serious stuff to talk about and it, it's the bullying that's going on at college campuses. And I have been making the point all along. If you've been listening to the Trish Regan show on Apple podcasts, which I hope you're doing or on YouTube or rumble or Facebook, we're live right now, actually on YouTube and on Facebook. I've been making the point that The CRT stuff, this DEI stuff, it's all related to the anti-Semitism that you're now seeing really come out in spades and in disgusting ways at the best universities in the country. My own alma mater, I'm I'm horrified, horrified to hear what's going on at Columbia University. I mean, I, I used to take classes in the International Affairs Building and apparently the men's restroom decorated with swastikas kids are being bullied and abused but this is something else you got to see this because over at harvard apparently the the gentleman on the harvard who runs harvard law review that's like kind of a prestigious thing right law review is kind of a big deal it's where all their fancy schmancy wannabe dershowitzes someday (laughs) but dershowitz is smarter different day and age right that's where they go And so this guy is like the editor or an editor at Harvard Law Review is caught on tape bullying a kid who's perceived to be Jewish there on campus. This kid gets surrounded and this group, including the Harvard Law Review kid, starts screaming shame, shame, shame on him. It's really gross, like epically gross and so wrong. And the university's nowhere and we're gonna get to it, but you have to see it. Watch
1: Exit Exit exit. Okay. exit. Exit, show him the exit, 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 exit behind you, turn around. Exit. 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 Okay,
2: cool. we'll, we'll, here. Just
1: here. we'll just stay here. We'll just stay here. We'll stay here. We'll just stay here. Exit. Exit! 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 Don't grab me. exit! 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 Exit, behind exit. you. Fine. Don't grab me. Exit. No right. one's grabbing Exit. 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 i live here. Exit. Exit. You're grabbing me. No it's not grabbing you. What's that? What's that? So, exit. 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 Shang- stop touching me. Shame. 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 To be clear, they're
0: shouting at the Jewish student. These are the pro-Palestinian kids, one of whom is on Harvard's Law Review, shouting at the pro- not even pro-Jewish. We didn't even know if he was Jewish or not. They assumed he was Jewish. I mean, they're naming names here. This is the Canary Mission that comes to us via Twitter. And there's one more kid coming up. Not even kidding. What am I doing calling these kids? Kids. This is Ibrahim
2: oh, Bramal,
0: and he apparently is head, or one of the heads, or one of the editors at Harvard, Harvard. <laughs> Law Review. <laughs> I mean, this just goes on. I, I can not believe this is happening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's like anti-Semitism is just alive and well and being tolerated. Like, let's to be very clear. tolerated.
1: It is, is being
0: tolerated. <laughs> by the same people that want us to tolerate someone being born a boy and deciding to compete against the girls because that person feels like a girl that day the same people that think if you want to be a cat go for it we'll just we'll just keep saying me out to each other in all seriousness that happened in the UK and a teacher who who was like what the, what the heck was actually fired because of it i mean these people are nuts. Nuts! And not only are they nuts, they're mean. And they're bullies. And they're filled with hate. And they're attacking these kids. I mean, all over. Think about what just happened at Cornell. The FBI caught the guy. The kid whose father was a Chinese professor, grew up in, like, you know, upstate New York somewhere, and was making threats. You Serious threats. I don't even want to say them. I don't even know if I can say them on YouTube. Serious threats against these, these Jewish students. I mean, something's really, really wrong. But you know what? I, I I gotta say, I like free market capitalism. And I like the fact that some billionaires that went to Harvard that give a lot of money happen to be noticing. One of them happens to be Bill Ackman, legendary hedge fund guy. So Bill is very public now on Twitter. He's like all over Twitter all the time. I, I kind of get a kick out of it. You should check out his tweets. I'm like, Bill, are you, not, are you trading? Are you still trading or are you just tweeting? Anyway, he's very passionate about everything that's happening and as he should be. I mean, I, I get it. He's Jewish himself. He's a huge donor, huge to Harvard. I mean, lots of money. And he sees this video on Twitter and he responds with, and I quote, How are these students not immediately suspended? Good question. How does this not violate at Harvard's code of conduct for students? How would Harvard respond if the affected student were black, Latino, or LGBTQIA? Oh, there's an IA now. How does this man remain editor of the Harvard Law Review? Thank you, Bill, for saying what we're all wondering. I'll tell you. How he remains editor of the Harvard Law Review, by the way, the New York Post reached out to Harvard trying to get a comment. They reached out to the Harvard Law Review guy to try to, nobody's saying anything because Claudine Gay, who oddly was a senior apparently when I was a freshman at Exeter, so we went to high school together. Claudine Gay. Doesn't know her, you know what, from her elbow and is trying to spout nonsense like this. The president of Harvard University. She should be ashamed and every single person should demand her resignation now. Our university
2: embraces a commitment to free expression. That commitment extends even to views that many of us find objectionable, even outrageous. We do not punish or sanction people for expressing such views. But that is a far cry for endorsing them.
0: Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's exercise of our You
2: free- know, Bill's right.
0: Bill Ackman, spot on when he said, read that last sentence. How would Harvard have responded if the affected student were black, Latino, or LGBTQIA? You see, it's okay to go after the Jewish kid. Just don't go after a black, Latino, or whoever's in the LGBTQIA column, all right? (laughs) Like, maybe we can add a few more letters and then we can just all join, right? (laughs) Then we'll all be a protected class. Listen, I'm telling you, Claudine Gay is a problem. Bring Larry Summers back, please. Larry Summers, former president of Harvard, former Treasury Secretary, former head of the National Economic Council. He's very liberal, but he's smart enough to know that this is, like, off the rails. Totally, utterly off the rails. He was one of the first to tweet how bad it was. And everybody's looking at it going, wow. I mean, so there's another billionaire, Ken Griffin, who runs a hedge fund called Citadel. And he's given $500 million to Harvard over the years. $500 million, ladies and gentlemen. That's half a billion, okay? Just to be very, very clear. In plain English. Like, He's given half a billion dollars. He's Jewish. He's looking at this going, what the heck? I'm sure he has bigger words than that. What the heck? Claudine Gay, raised in Saudi Arabia, but went to all the right schools here, buys into the CRT, DEI nonsense. Claudine Gay, somehow defending this. She comes up with, okay, we're going to have like a task force on anti-Semitism. And hours later this happens, and then when she's called and asked for comment, she says nothing. Nothing. Yes, the kid needs to be thrown out. I mean look, at least some law firms are standing up. There's a fantastic letter that was just sent to all these fancy places, all these Ivy League institutions warning them. I'm going to read part of it to you. Okay, so this is like every, they call them white shoe law firms. It doesn't really mean anything other than like back in the day, I guess everybody used to have these fancy shoes when they went to work at these law firms. They wrote, dear deans, so these are the deans of the law schools, everyone at our law firm, law firms is entitled to be treated with respect And be free of any conduct that targets their identity and is offensive, hostile, intimidating, or inconsistent with their personal dignity and rights. We prohibit any form of harassment, whether verbal, visual, or physical. Over the last several weeks, we've been alarmed at reports of anti-Semitic harassment, vandalism, and assaults on college campuses, including rallies calling for the death of Jews and the elimination of the state of Israel. I do believe that was at UPenn. Thank you very much. Such anti-Semitic activities would not be tolerated at any of our firms. You see where they're going. We would also not tolerate outside groups engaging in acts of harassment and threats of violence, as has also been occurring on many of your campuses. As educators at institutions of higher learning, it is imperative that you provide your students with the tools and guidance to engage in the free exchange of ideas, even on emotionally charged issues, in a manner that affirms the values we all hold dear and rejects. Unreservedly, that which is antithetical to those values. There is no room for anti-Semitism. Islamophobia, racism, or any other form of violence, hatred, or bigotry on your campuses, in our workplaces, and in our communities. And then they basically go on to say, look, as employers who recruit from each of your law schools, we need to make sure that you're giving us kids and future lawyers that will not intimidate, bully, and harass in our law firms. So we don't really want to hire from your places now, do we? This is great. I mean, I would have worded it even more strongly. They're, they're, you know, they're lawyers. They're being oddly, like, sort of weirdly diplomatic. They need to come out stronger, but they did say, we trust you will take the same unequivocal stance against such activities as we do, and we look forward to a respectful dialogue with you to understand how you're addressing, with urgency, this serious situation at your law schools. The answer is fire the presidents of the university. Look at the Columbia woman. So she was born in Egypt. She migrated here when she was like five, I guess, went to Amherst London School of Economics, has all the right credentials. But she um, is somehow quite tolerant. The university, Columbia University, is weirdly tolerant of this stuff. And I'm sorry, like, you know, I mean, I wear the First Amendment right on my sleeve. This is not okay. Bill Ackman's right. What do you think would happen if someone who was part of the quote-unquote protected class, why is, why is the Jewish kid not part of the protected class? Why is it okay for a group to to assail him? And they, apparently they were covering him with scarves. I mean, this is nuts. This is nuts. But you know what's even more nuts? Kamala Harris's response, ladies and gentlemen, the Vice President of the United States of America, after seeing everything that has happened, and it's like incident after incident after incident, and all kinds of sort of hate on Jews. There was one horrific tragedy with a young child being being killed, and they believe it was because of Islamophobia in Chicago. I mean, horrible, horrible. But I would just say the multitude of reports that we keep getting, all the videos that we keep seeing, people marching, wishing death to Jews. I mean, wow, Kamala Harris, this is your response. This is what you're creating. Listen, listen, you got to hear it.
2: For years, Muslims in America and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. As a result of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, we have seen an uptick in anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic incidents across America, including the brutal attack of a Palestinian-American woman who and the killing of her six-year-old son. A senseless act of violence that the Department of Justice is investigating as a hate crime. For so many people in our nation, the past few days and weeks have brought about all-too-familiar fears. Fears that they will be targeted, profiled, or attacked simply because of who they are, how they worship, or how they look. And so today, I am proud to announce the Biden-Harris administration will develop our nation's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. This strategy will be a comprehensive and detailed plan to protect Muslims and those perceived to be Muslim from hate, bigotry, and violence, and to address the concern that some government policies may discriminate against Muslims. For example, the so-called Muslim ban, which President Biden revoked on our first day in office. So here's the bottom line. In America, no one should be made to fight hate.
0: Is she, like, living on our planet? I mean, it's a serious question. Like, does she not see the news? Does she not read? Oh, I guess she she gets it from Rashida Tlaib, right? Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar, like, (gasps) Kamala it's really bad. Like the Islamophobia is really bad. I'm sorry. Like it does seem to me when you look at the rise at somewhat 300% rise in hate crimes against Jews right now, Uh, when, when you, when you think about what's happened, when you think about the marches that are happening everywhere, when you think about the chance that you're hearing it, Campuses like University of Pennsylvania, when you see what's happening in the streets of Cambridge, for goodness sakes, Kamala Harris, get your head out of, you know what, you're, you know what, because you are, by the way, that, what an ass, seriously, I, I mean, she's just, it's all politics, guys, and this is what is so disgusting, right, like, she's just worried about, okay, well, how are we gonna, how are we gonna do in, in Michigan, How are we going to do in Minnesota? How are we going to do with this particular demographic? How are we going to do with black voters right now? Because black voters are on the side of the Palestinians. And Black Lives Matter has always been on the side of the Palestinians. Black Lives Matter, from its inception, has talked about how we need to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. So, how is she going to court that part of the political party when the traditional Jewish Democrats are saying, whoa, and and the rest of the world, thank you very much. The rest of the, sorry, the rest of the United States, because I realize there's a ton of anti-Semites in Europe. When you realize that the rest of the United States of America is disgusted and horrified, I'll tell you, you know what? This team needs to be voted out. They just have to be, guys. Like, there's a lot at stake. And... You know, I'm not Jewish. If I were Jewish, you think I'd vote for these people that are more concerned about creating this national entity to protect against Islamophobia when my kids are getting harassed at their university? I have friends, great couple, immigrated here from Israel, brilliant, the father's just absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant guy, um, very, very successful And he's got a brilliant son who's lucky enough to be brilliant and, you know, hardworking enough to get into Stanford. Great. The the custodians at Stanford are like having to to wipe the swastikas and the graffiti at night off of the, the dorm walls. What's going on? Really? I mean, something's happened, okay? And don't sit there and tell me it's not what we all know it is. It's anti-Semitism rooted in this Black Lives Matter, diversity, inclusion, whatever nonsense. And it's bad. It's just beyond bad. Just remember, let's go. Okay, Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. Let's, let's hear a little bit For of years, this again. I just want to play this and, those and contrast this here. Shall we, you know.
2: <laughs> they will be targeted. Let's contrast this with what chat. we just
0: saw, right? Simply in Cambridge.
2: Because of who they are how they worship, or how they look. And so today, I am proud to announce the Biden-Harris administration will develop our nation's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. This strategy will be a comprehensive wow, and deep- Right,
0: it's, it's like this thing never happened.
2: Exit. Like she has no idea what's going on in
0: the real exit. world. Exit, show him the exit, exit, exit. 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 Exit,
2: exit! Behind exit, you! Turn around! Exit, exit, exit! Not interested. Okay, cool. We'll we'll and then they start shouting we'll shame. to a kid
0: they perceive as Jewish. This is a group of pro-Palestinian protesters at Harvard University, and Harvard has yet to say a thing. The president of Harvard University, Claudine Gay, must resign. She needs to go. Please bring Larry Summers back, or someone like anyone who has a clue, right? All right, I want to turn to what's coming out of Homeland Security because it's all related, and then we're going to get to Fox News and their troubles, which are plenty. Um, but there's something that that just happened that's rather significant for the company and for the organization as a whole. Anyway. This is incredible, guys, because here we are in an environment where they have told us upwards of 100 people on the known terror watch list have crossed into this country. Like Those are the people that we know about, right? Like how many others? There's some 6 million people that have come here illegally. And DHS hasn't got a clue what's going on. So Josh Hawley, (laughs) he's good, I got to tell you. You know, he he's really good on this questioning. And, and you've got to see this because he questioned Mayorkas as a Senator Hawley. And he asked something that was a pretty simple question that really deserved an answer. Because shouldn't we be worried about? I don't know, people that are sort of embeds for Hamas. I mean, the FBI keeps telling us we have to. Christopher Ray keeps saying over and over again, There could be a Hamas-style attack. There could be multiple Hamas-style attacks here in the United States of America. Okay, I'm going to take you at your word for that, Chris, which is why I'm a little worried when I find out the sympathies of some of the DHS employees, right, just like Josh Hawley was. Watch him here.
3: This is Nujia Ali, an employee of the Department of Homeland Security who posted these comments on October the 7th. That's not all she posted. She also posted this graphic. Now, this is a fake graphic, I want to be clear, but I think we understand it. This is a paraglider, a Hamas paraglider, depicted here with a machine gun flying into Israel. She posted it under her online alias with the celebratory Free Palestine. Mr. Secretary, what, what's going on here? Is this, is this typical of, of people who work at DHS? This is an asylum and immigration officer who is posting these, frankly, pro-genocidal slogans and images on the day that Israelis are being slaughtered in their beds. What have you done about this? Four things I'd like to say to you.
1: Number one, your question to suggest that it, that is emblematic of the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security is despicable.
3: No. I'm sorry. What have you done? This person works for the Department of Homeland Security. Have you fired her? That was one of four answers. Have you fired her? One. Have you fired her? Don't come to this hearing room. When Israel has been invaded and Jewish students are barricaded in libraries in this country and cannot be escorted out because they are threatened for their lives, you have employees who are celebrating genocide and you are saying it's despicable for me to ask the question? Has she been fired?
1: Mr. Chairman. Mr. Secretary. After um, the consumption of Senator Hawley's time, I'd like to speak.
3: Has she been fired?
1: Because I will not be be given the opportunity. Has she been fired? So uh, that individual has been placed on administrative leave. So she's not been fired? Number two. Why has she not been fired? Number two, the individual was hired in 2019. Why has she not been fired? Number three, I cannot speak to an ongoing personnel matter. Why, Why has this person not been fired? Your answer is you can't speak to it? This isn't sufficient to fire her. I am not in a position to speak to an ongoing
0: personnel. I'm sorry. She's on leave. So what? She's still getting paid by you and me taxpayer dollars. And they're not vetting who actually works at DHS. I I agree. You know, my work has had a point. You know, you're not talking about all the employees, the wonderful people at DHS, I'm sure of it. The Border Patrol guys, I mean, wow, they're up against it. But why do we have people that aren't on the side of America? And shouldn't we be a little bit worried, given that our own FBI keeps telling us there could be Hamas-style attacks and then you get DHS agents that are on the side of Hamas? I mean, I'm just putting two and two together. I know nobody would—they want equitable math these days. But you know, two and two is four, and one and one is two. And this lady sides with Hamas and made that very clear after 1,400 people, innocents, were slaughtered. Anyway, it, it's an ongoing theme. Like DHS is a disaster. We're probably gonna pay the price in various ways. I mean, certainly economically, right? We know that already. New York City's figured that out. LA's figured that out. Chicago's figured that out. You know, they were originally asking for $1.4 billion in assistance from the federal government. That would be you and me, guys, taxpayer dollars. They want $1.4 billion to help deal with the immigration crisis because, you know, they got to put everybody up in a hotel for six months and give them a cell phone and this, that, and the other. And now they want... Upwards of $5 billion. (laughs) I'm sorry. Just fix the border, okay? Like, just fix the border, Anthony Mayorkas. Can you do that? Clearly he can't. Not only can he not do that, he can't seem to get anything under control. So there were some agents that were assigned to various tasks. This one woman in particular was apparently trying to deal with child trafficking and the fentanyl crisis, but she, according to Holly, got taken off duty because she had to go and make sandwiches for the people that were trying to get in and cross our border. Again, priorities? Anyone? Watch.
3: Are, Are there HSI special agents... Who are currently at the border having been pulled away from other cases?
1: Combating, yes or
3: no. combating the fight against fentanyl, yes. How many agents are currently at the border having been pulled off of their other cases? To fight uh, the scourge of fentanyl, I'd be very pleased to provide you with that data. That's not what the special agent is, is alleging. That's not what she said. She said that they're being taken off of fentanyl interdiction, off of child exploitation cases, off of their other investigations into criminals to make sandwiches. That's her quote. You're saying that this is a lie, that she's wrong? Uh, Senator, um, we have a number of law enforcement priorities with the resources Is making sandwiches have, one of
1: them? We have. Uh, of course not, Senator. We accomplish a tremendous amount. Because, is she wrong? Because of the tremendous talent and dedication of our personnel,
3: including uh, Homeland Security investigation. Making sandwiches for, for illegal immigrants. Is she wrong? This is one of your agents. Is she wrong? She says that there are 600, at least, special agents pulled off of other cases, sent down to the border to babysit illegal immigrants. Is she wrong? Uh, Senator, um, our
1: personnel, we use our personnel to achieve the maximum law enforcement objective possible. Ah. That is what we do. So you're not going to deny it. And I'm incredibly proud of what our people do every single day. This is news.
0: Indeed it is. Right? I mean what's going on with our resources, our taxpayer dollars that aren't actually controlling the border? You get all these cities asking for more. I don't know if you saw the headline that just crossed in the New York Post earlier, but apparently they got a problem with that New York mayor's fundraising person. Corruption is just extraordinary. So allegedly the FBI showed up at her doorstep because she is alleged to have been involved in some kickback scheme involving the Turkish government this is Brianna Suggs in Brooklyn the neighbors were completely freaked out they started screaming because you had these federal agents busting into the home of this Brianna Suggs a consultant who has been paid more than 150 grand working for the mayor's campaign but apparently was like According to these allegations and according to the New York times conspiring with the Turkish government and a construction company to move foreign cash into the mayor's campaign accounts by using straw donors. Wow. Okay. Lovely. Okay. So we, we got a messed up border. We got corrupt politicians. They're bleeding us dry between inflation and taxes and, and, And they can't even, like, control this hate on college campuses because, why? oh, it's the hate that they created. They gave birth to this. Let's be very clear. we got to talk about Fox. Okay, so big news at Fox News. And it's not good. It's not good for the company. You see, they're involved in this very large lawsuit with Smartmatic. That would be the other company that... They accused of somehow manipulating votes in the 2020 election. Dominion was settled. You know, they had this really fancy schmancy, high priced guy who is the chief legal counsel, Vinit Dean. I don't know. I never met him. Can't really even say his name. But anyway, he was making millions of bucks. Okay, like I'm sure more than the CEO, Suzanne Scott. So he's making millions. He was brought in to, you know, kind of help the place. Because it was coming apart at the seams, having been there, I can assure you, yes, it was coming apart at the seams. Once the founder, Roger Ailes, had left, he died. Suddenly his assistant, who, you know, in her defense, like, had been a producer, but was really kind of more of an assistant, right? And was used to producing, but not running anything. So she takes over. And the Murdoch's look at' go okay this is this is kind of treacherous so they bring in this guy who actually was the author or one of the major authors of the Patriot Act, which enabled the government and the Bush administration to do a whole lot of spying on us right so that just tells you a little bit about who he is um, Again, I'm sure he's a perfectly nice man, just maybe not the smartest lawyer or the smartest manager because somehow some way Fox wound up paying, of course you know this, the company that sued it, Dominion, some, what, $800 million? Let's just go with nearly a billion at that point, right? It's a lot of money. And it's bad. It's bad because it's just bad for journalists because if, in fact, they were legitimately trying to investigate and the company wasn't willing to see that through, then, yeah, you know, it does kind of set some bad precedent. But it's clear the company wasn't willing to see it through. They weren't willing to see it through at all. I mean, Murdoch kind of dug himself right into a hole. I mean, I don't know how old the guy is now, but he, he trust me, he's he's like older than Biden or Trump. Um, And he somehow just went off on a tangent and started saying that, you know, probably the talent was to blame, and the producers, and they tried to say he wasn't involved in the coverage at all, but... It turns out he was kind of a micromanager that was. And so they figured all this out. And so Fox found itself in a position where it just was like, okay, we have to settle. We have to settle. Murdoch thought, like, this wasn't a story. They they would never get anywhere. Well, they got somewhere, all right. Nearly $800 million later, Fox is still reeling from that. And now along comes Smartmatic, which is suing Fox for nearly three billion dollars that's a big lawsuit and given the precedent now that we've seen with dominion all i can say is like fox's insurance bills must be sky high like really like i don't know how you insure the place frankly i don't know i mean i have no idea how could you possibly insure fox news i don't think anybody would really want to take that one on so the challenge now is um how do, they, how do they deal with Smartmatic? Well, I think they have sort of a public relations strategy, maybe if you would, to try and blame it all on George Soros. Hey, you know, what do you know? Maybe, maybe that'll help bring back some viewers. You just keep blaming Soros for everything, and maybe you'll get a few more viewers over there at Fox and try and stop the, the bleeding that's going over to Newsmax. And the rest of the universe, right? It, it, quick reminder, if you haven't subscribed, do me the favor of subscribing right now to the channel, because it's a big, big world out there. And here we are streaming the show live. It's great to see so many familiar faces and new ones, too. So do me that favor. Do make sure you subscribe and you hit the bell. So $2.7 billion. That's the total on this lawsuit. So Fox decided that it, it wanted to depose the president of the Open Society Fund, which is Backed by George Soros, and it wanted Soros to provide various documentation and testimony as part of the whole discovery process. So you're like, well, wait, why? Like, that was my, I was like, well, what does Soros have to do with anything regarding Smartmatic? Well, it turns out that the guy who is the chair of Smartmatic's parent corporation, well, he went on to work at the Open Society Fund run by Soros. So it's a, it's a little bit of a weird connection, right? Like, like just, That's like kind of, you know, meandering around. So here's the deal. So Smartmatic is a company, and the chairman of the, the parent company for Smartmatic left his job and wound up going to work for Soros at the Open Society Fund. So Fox thought, well, Soros must be bankrolling this lawsuit against us for $2.7 billion so we can prove it if we just compel George Soros to provide documentation and testimony, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, as part of the discovery. So here's my question though. I mean, yes, it's shady, super, 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 super shady, right? But Doesn't this kind of happen a lot? I mean, we've been talking about how gross it is, how all these lawsuits against Donald Trump are being funded by specific groups and how specific attorney generals that are going after him are being funded by specific groups. It's gross, right? Like it's awful. But it's legal. So therefore, how is that what you're going to hang your case on? In all seriousness, I mean, again, like good PR move, you know, maybe, oh my gosh, George Soros is picking on us Ugh, again, you know, and, and he's trying to shut us down. So now we got to do something about it. We're going to get him on the stand. We're going to make that the story and ha we'll show Georgie boy, right? Anyway, the judge was like, yeah, no, not happening because none of this is, is actually related or relevant and none of it matters. So Fox is now back at square one, literally square one. Well, actually, they're like behind square one. Like if you, if you have a number line, they're, they're on the negative side. Okay. They're already $800 billion. I keep rounding up, but you know, nearly $800 billion in the hole. And uh, $2.7 billion is the number on the lawsuit for Smartmatic. And Fox is like, this isn't fair because like, people are funding this lawsuit. And I so, like, you know, yeah, I know it. life's not fair. You know what? It wasn't fair that I actually spoke the truth and said we shouldn't shut down and that they were politicizing everything in March 2020. But you know what? That's okay. Life's not fair. I get it, right? It's just business. So Fox is just business. And maybe that's what they're telling George too. You know, George Soros, it's it's just business. We just we just want to get you on the stand because we need a new story, and if nothing else, like maybe our viewers will like us again. <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, the reason that this is bad is because, and by, by the way, I should point out, like today's market was up overall, and that has to do with the Fed. And so, actually, Fox shares, both Class A and B, traded a little bit higher today. But it had been trending down, and the day this news came out, it went down. And the, the reality is, is, like just as an investor, would you invest in this company? I mean, I wouldn't, not with like the, the, the Smartmatic thing hanging over its head. I mean, I hope they locked in their insurance way before any of this happened. I hope they locked it in for 10 years because you know, I don't know how they get insurance again. I really, really have no idea. And then you couple it with the reality that, like, it's a changing universe. I mean, heck, look at the mess Disney's in. Disney's figured out, though. Bob Iger's figured out. He doesn't want to be in the cable or, like, live news business anymore. Like, he's trying to change that. He doesn't even want ESPN. But he's in all kinds of trouble. Like, Nelson Peltz and another major, major investor, they're all, like, ganging up and I think Iger's going to be out of a job. Now, the good thing going for Lachlan Murdoch is, well, he owns the company. His family owns the company. So he just has to worry about the brother, right, and the sister and and the others. (laughs) But the problem he's got on his hands is he's got a business that is dying, that has all these legal lawsuits pending, and the future is certainly not Fox News nor any sort of mainstream news platform. Let's be realistic, right? The future's here. The future is me talking to you. And we're going to be able to do this in new ways. I promise you, like very, very soon. It's going to be amazing how quickly and how magnificently all of this changes in really cool ways that that make us even more connected. I see Mike again, Michael Donald, good to have you here. Like, you know, I'm getting to know all of these names here. And uh, MJ, good to see you as well. Um, So the reality is, things are changing, will continue to change. And can Fox News keep up with it? I doubt it. My truly, truly, you know, the, the test will be if Lachlan Murdoch is smart enough to understand the new investments for the future, and whether he's able to use the money that Fox effectively prints, I mean, if they don't soak it all up with their lawsuits and their insurance, if he's able to use that money to invest in new ideas and new media companies. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, he's a nice guy. Met him like once or twice. Very friendly. Went to Harvard, I think. So that's kind of, you know, strike one against him, shall we say. Um, I gotta say, and this is, you know, I, I, if any of you went to Harvard, I feel bad for saying this, but I can count on one hand in all seriousness, the normal people I know that went to Harvard. Like, Strange, strange. So forgive me if you went to Harvard. I'm sure you're normal. If you're listening to me, I know you're normal. Anyway, um, yeah, there's some doozies out there. So he's uh, he presents. Well, I don't know how smart the guy is, really. And I don't know if he's a visionary. You know, I I don't know that. It's interesting when you think about was his father a visionary. I think his father hired people that were visionaries and certainly had a vision in the newspaper industry, had a vision in cable news, got the right person in charge. And then when that person left, the whole place just kind of imploded. So it's it's a challenge for them. I'd like to see them succeed, if only for the reality that we need as many voices as we can out there, right? We need as many cable networks, as, as many conservative, as many independent, as many libertarian, as many Democrat. I, I'm, I'm for it all, right? Because we need all kinds of speech. So we'll see. But I, I don't know. Is there, <laughs> let's just say I would not be going long on this stock. Anyway, it's really good to see you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in as always. And like I said, this is the new stuff new stuff. Harvard or Yale, you guys are asking, where did Levin go? Anyway, um, look, you know, I, I, I'm i shocked. I'm shocked right now. Don's making the point that, I'm I, meaning I'm shocked about the Ivy Leagues, Don's making the point that, let's see if I can put this to the broadcast. It's true, right? Like, it's amazing. Like, CNN is getting 50,000 viewers in the key demo. It's unbelievable. Like, I, I just don't know, like, who is watching regular news anymore. Like I don't know about you guys, but everything, I mean, of course I'm looking at everything, but I don't do it on the television screen. I actually I'm on Twitter, I'm on every single newspaper site, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Rumble, I'm I'm on Facebook. I'm looking looking looking, I'm gathering, but I'm not watching traditional media. It's kind of boring. Right? Because like there is no interaction. It's also darn predictable. I mean, Hey, here, anything can happen. Believe me, (laughs) you know, my kids could walk in right now. No, it's really, I mean, anything could happen. This is live. There's no bells and whistles. Sometimes the audio may not work. Leslie was very helpful to me. Leslie, who's uh, one of our favorite people here in the very beginning. And some of you too, you know, let, let me know if the audio is off. But anyway, it's a very, very different kind of thing. We don't have as many bells and whistles, but it's authentic. And we need more authenticity in this world and less less of the charade, less of the political charade, less of the nastiness that's focused entirely on money. I mean, these political campaigns, I mean, don't even get me started on Hunter Biden. I do have some things I want to share with you on that, but I'll save that for tomorrow because um, there's there's more to say on that. In other words, we've got to get our country back. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got got to be America again. So I thank you for watching. I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and I'll see you back here tomorrow.